Well, hello, and welcome to The Insecurity Project. I'm your host, Jamin Fraser, and I am on a mission to end the unnecessary suffering caused by the fear of not being good enough. We've all got it. We've all got to work through it. But thankfully, there is a clear, intelligent, and complete solution to the insecurity problem, and that is what this project is all about. Hope you enjoyed today's program. Hello, my friends. It's 10-Minute Tuesday time again. My favorite time of the week. It's always a treat to get to talk about these important ideas. I've got a new metaphor for you today. Metaphor is the language of the unconscious. It shapes our experience of life and often goes unknown. It's often um, beneath our conscious awareness. We have these connections to things. We have these ways of knowing what things are like that shapes our experience of them. For instance, I ask people all the time, what does change feel like to you? What does the idea of improving the quality of your life feel like to you? What does it look like? How does it sound to you? What's this association, this internal representation you have to change? And typically, when I explore the metaphor people have, it comes out that it's something like, you know, it's hard. It's, it's like, if I had to describe it, it's like climbing to the top of a snow-capped mountain. And I'm not, I'm not even a rock climber. I'm not a I'm not a mountain climber. I don't know how to do it, but that's what I'm supposed to do. It's this unnatural thing that requires all my effort and energy and focus. And the moment I stop giving energy, effort, focus, I slide back down the hill. And I've had so many failed attempts, I'm beginning to feel like it's impossible. It's like, yeah, okay, that, that's a metaphor that's going to create a bunch of pain and suffering around the idea of change. And it's going to make you feel like it's not even possible and hold yourself back from that. Uh, thankfully i don't think change is anything like that i think change is much more like you're already on top of the hill sitting in a parked car with a handbrake on and success and happiness is at the bottom of the hill so to me change is all around giving yourself permission to take the handbrake off rather than fighting yourself to get to the top of a hill so it's interesting observing the quality of your metaphors and and noticing what associations you have with the things you think you want and realizing that sometimes metaphors get in the way so I'm always trying to find ways of helping people feel like insecurity is a problem they can actually solve. So many people put insecurity in the too hard basket. Oh man, it's just this thing that everyone's got that you don't know what to do with. So you run away from your mask, you medicate. Like it's just, it's this mysterious thing. And you know, who knows if I'll ever overcome it, I probably won't. So my job is to distance myself from insecurity because it's too hard, too mysterious, too weird. Um, I think that's horrible. Like I'm, I'm just thinking, no, 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 no. Insecurity can be solved. I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. I've seen it in my own life. I get the privilege of watching people solve it all the time. Uh, no. So, in order to help people have hope around this, one of my jobs is to create new metaphors so that they can have different internal representations around this problem. And if they can have different metaphors, they get to have a different experience of this problem. And a different experience may lead them to believe it's possible. Uh, so the latest metaphor I've been thinking about is that solving the insecurity problem is like passing, passing the test to get to the real world. So, you know, if you think about education, that's a good way, a good parallel here. So, uh, you know, let's starting with year 10. You, you want to you leave school, uh, you want to get a trade. Well, you've got to pass year 10 first. Have you passed year 10? No but I want to get my trade. Well, you can't get that trade until you've done your year 10 certificate. Oh, but I don't want to get my year 10 certificate. That doesn't matter. You want to get a trade, you want to do that, you've got to get this first. Oh, that's annoying. Um, be that as it may, you're going to need that. 
don't do it at school, do it at TAFE, wherever you want to do it, but you got to pass that test. You get There's some stuff you're going to need to learn about yourself, about the world, about this job before you can go do the job. You want to be a builder, do you? Oh, fantastic. Have you done an apprenticeship? No. Oh, okay, well, you're going to need to do an apprenticeship, but I don't want to do an apprenticeship. Well, then you can't be a builder. You've got to go learn some stuff first before you can get there. Now, the apprenticeship is going to be annoying. It's going to be weird. You're not going to earn much money. You know, year, year 10, you're probably going to never use that stuff ever again. You're going to learn trigonometry and Pythagoras theory and a bunch of math and English that will seem irrelevant to you. But the point is it's not the real world. It's the test so you can get to the real world. Uh, you, you know, you want, to be, you want to be a doctor. You want to be a physiotherapist. You, you want to study, you, you know, you want to be a medical practitioner. Cool. Have you done a uni degree? No. Well, then you can't be a doctor. But I don't want to do a degree. Well, that's too bad. You want to get there. You've got to do this first. So university is not really the real world. It's this strange experience where you're practicing all this abstract stuff. You're theorizing about stuff. You're learning things that you may never use again doing a bunch of research and tests that probably aren't relevant to the real world. Nevertheless, that's the test you've got to pass so that you can get to the real world. So uh, insecurity is just like that. You know, it's not a real thing. The, the test you're passing around solving the insecurity problem is not the real world. But until you solve that problem, you can't get to the real world. It, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing because insecurity is built on a work of fiction. So the actual, the actual solving of the insecurity problem is exploring a bunch of mistruths, a bunch of made-up stories, a bunch of myths, uh, you know, a bunch of beliefs that aren't based on anything that you've got in your head is true. Everyone else knows you're good enough. You just don't know it. You just think it's true. But until you solve the insecurity problem, then you don't get the next problem. I love thinking about life in terms of solving problems. Happiness comes when we get to solve problems, but not low-quality problems. I think insecurity is a low-quality problem. I think the HSC is a low-quality problem. An apprenticeship is a low-quality problem. Doing a degree is probably even a low-quality problem. It's a lot of fun solving those problems. Nevertheless, you've got to solve those problems so that you can get better problems. A brain surgeon who's got some rare, rare cancer case that he's got to solve, that is an important problem. That is a real-world problem. That's a problem that actually matters. Can't solve that problem unless you solve the, the degree problem first. You, likewise, have got important problems to solve in the world. You are the only one of you. You are the only one with your unique set of gifts and talents and skills and experience. There are some important problems for you to solve in the world. You look around, the world has problems, and there are some stuff that only you can solve. However, you don't get to solve that problem un until you've solved the first problem first. And the first problem is the insecurity problem. It's not the real world problem. It's going to seem weird. It's going to seem annoying. It's going to seem abstract. Nevertheless, you have to solve that problem before you can get to that problem. I love the thought of people showing up at their best where it matters most. I love the thought in my own life of achieving potential. You know, when I first envisaged a life of, of service to others, a life of making a difference in the world, it so excited me. Yet I discovered before I could get out there, there was this mountain of insecurity inside me. I wrote the first chapter of my first book. Yep, that's it. I'm going to go change the world. I'm going to go help people do important stuff. I'm going to be a coach. First chapter, first book. So excited, so passionate. But the moment I shut the lid on that, there's this massive fear, massive anxiety. Well, what if it's no good? What if no one likes it? What if I fail? What if I get rejected? What if people think I'm crazy? All that fear then held me back from, from doing the things that I wanted to do. 
I realized very early on that if I didn't work out how to solve that problem, I would never get to the next problem, which is how to write a book. Then how, then the next problem beyond that, how to sell a book, then how to write the next book then how to actually go do meaningful work in the world and actually how to get paid to do meaningful work in the world then how to get paid doing meaningful work in the world that actually makes a different for, difference for others. You know, there's a whole bunch of really cool problems that I've got to solve in the world simply because I found a way to solve the insecurity problem first. I am convinced that the insecurity problem is one that can be solved. It's not mysterious. It's not in the too hard basket just because it's vulnerable subject just because people are insecure about being insecure. Just because not many people solve it doesn't mean it can't be solved. You don't have to, you know, the great thing is you don't have to recreate the wheel about solving this problem either. There are plenty of wonderful people who've found a way to not be insecure, to solve this problem, to be able to show up knowing that they are enough with nothing to prove and nothing to defend. And those people are beautiful. Those people contribute massively to the world. They, they bring their own essence. I got the privilege of speaking at TEDx in Adelaide last year. The theme was purpose. Everyone wants to know what their purpose is. I watched so many people do stuff that looks like purpose, but it's just an attempt to prove that they matter. They're doing these wonderful things. They're trying to help a bunch of people. They're investing into all these great causes, but with an attempt to inspire others and an attempt to have everyone look at them to prove how good they are. It can't be your purpose to prove how good you are. It can't be your purpose to, have to inspire others. It can't be your purpose to have everyone looking at you. Your work is to go prove that you matter first so that then you get access to a purpose that is bigger than you and not even about you. The first problem you've got to solve was the insecurity problem. Until you've solved the insecurity problem, you don't get access to the purpose problem. That's a problem beyond the insecurity problem. So if you want to think about life as a series of problems and, and the further down the line you go, the, the quality of the problem increase. So often people get stuck solving really low quality problems that they don't enjoy and they're not enjoyable at all. That's, that's the point. Yet if you don't solve them, you don't get the next level up. Happiness is not the absence of problems. It's solving problems that you actually enjoy solving. It's finding problems that are meaningful for you to solve. It's finding problems that are meaningful for others for you to solve. That's where happiness comes. When you overcome something that's hard and wonderful at the same time, they're the things that just give so much quality and depth and joy to life. Joy is not found in an easy road. Uh, Beauty is not found in the absence of hardship and sorrow. It's in the midst of that that we find those precious things that make life so, so wonderful and so meaningful. The point today again insecurity problem is the current problem you've got to solve to get to the next problem until you solve this problem don't imagine that you will get the exciting problems and meaningful problems the problems that you are really born to solve and by the way we need you to go solve those problems we're waiting for, for each of you to take your place to go solve the problems that you were born to solve until you solve the insecurity problem first though you don't get access to those problems if you haven't taken the insecurity test and you're someone trying to do good work in the world, you are ambitious to go solve these problems, jump on my website, my, my website, I don't even know what that is. Jump on my website, take the test, get an accurate diagnosis of exactly where insecurity is costing you. It's not going to feel fun at all. But what it's going to do is going to draw your attention to the pain, to the cost, to the impact not solving this problem is having on you. You know, it's, it's like you go, oh, I don't even, don't even want to solve it. I don't need to solve it. Well, 
Sure, you may think that's true, but you may be totally unaware of the impact of not solving that problem on your, on your life. If you're trying to do business and you haven't solved insecurity, it will be costing your finances, it will be costing your motivation levels, your assertiveness, your level of certainty, the speed with which you execute things, the quality of your decision making. There's a whole bunch of mess that will be showing up simply because you haven't worked out that you are enough, that you deserve to be there, that you are good enough to do the things that you really want to do. If you haven't solved insecurity, it's going to be impacting your marriage, your, your quality of relationships. If you haven't solved insecurity, it's going to be impacting your health. There's a bunch of costs, I promise you, you are paying for not having solved this problem. And the beautiful thing is, you've heard me say it once, you'll hear me say it a thousand times, insecurity can be solved. It's just like any other problem. All you need is a proven framework and someone skillful enough to hold you in the space until it works. I hope that's useful. I always enjoy our conversations. I will talk to you again next Tuesday. You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. I hope you found the content and conversations useful. And remember, you are not just the actor in the story, you are the storyteller. You have the ability to turn this all around. For more information about overcoming insecurity, check out theinsecurityproject.com.